Hello and welcome to Twats, the Theatre Workers and Technical Staff podcast. This is episode three of season two. It's the podcast in which I talk to people within the technical theatre industry about how they got in, their experiences and any advice they can give to anyone trying to get in. Thank you for the continued good feedback for the second season. Uh, it started really well and it's going to continue really well. We've got some really good guests lined up. Um, thank you for all the downloads keep them coming tell your friends tell your family tell anyone who you think might be interested in it and anyone you think you might not be interested in it because it could change some people's minds um give us a good um rating on spotify or apple podcasts or or amazon anything that you download give us a good rating uh, click like and subscribe um if you want to send us an email it's twatspod at hotmail.com and uh, yes, yeah, so we've got a good guest lined up for us today. So uh, without further ado, let's get on to our next guest. I'm with my guest at this time. If you'd like to introduce yourself and what is your current job title? Hi, uh, my name is Nikki Barry and I'm currently the Deputy Stage Manager at the Book of Mormon in the Book West End. Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. The Book of Mormon. Um, how did you get into theatre, Nikki? Um, I started as a youngster dancing and doing acting and stuff like that. Oh, performer. And then when I got to college, um, I did a BTEC, and that's when I started to get interested in the backstage side of stuff um, and ended up sort of leaning more towards that when we were doing our productions at college. So then went on to do a HND in theatre and media production. And uh, the rest is history. What college did you go to? I started at... Hull College and did a BTEC in Performing Arts. Excellent. Sang up for Cry For Me Argentina in the Round Robin. Nice. Um, and then I did a HND at Newcastle College. Ah, Newcastle and Hull. Two mm. colleges that I've contacted, I think. Two classics. Mm. Neither of them replied. <laughs> um, well, why, did, why did you choose to go into the backstage side of theatre? Um, there, was, there was a point when I was 15 that I still wanted to perform. Um, but back in the dark old days, I couldn't get contact lenses for my eyes. Right. And you can't be a professional dancer wearing glasses because they come off when you're dancing. Fair point. Um, and that's kind of when I really sort of started looking at, I suppose, looking at other opportunities and, way of, and ways of doing it. And I'm glad I did that because now I can eat what I want and drink what I want and I don't have to look a certain way to do my job. Fair point. Well, I suppose that... Um I, mean, I guess you can't do that anymore now anyway, can you? Because that would be like ocular discrimination, wouldn't it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Can't tell somebody they can't dance. But these days I can wear contact lenses anyway, so it would be okay. So you'd be okay. So you can, yeah. you can nip on stage when you need to. Um, <coughs> what was your first job in theatre backstage? My first job was deputy stage manager on a small tour of Glass Menagerie. Directed by Brian Blessed. Awesome. And starring his wife, Hildegard Neal. Nice. Um, it was a really small tour, and it was with somebody that I'd been at college with. Her family were doing it. Um, <coughs> yeah. So it was, a f I suppose in a way, it was a really good one to start with because we were going to a lot of small venues and doing most of the things ourselves, and it was a prime learning situation, shall we say. Good. Well, touring is a learning situation in itself, but when it's a small tour... Small family run tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very, uh, yes, uh, yes, very much a learning curve. I did learn, yeah. Definitely. Good. Uh, a list of uh, other jobs that you've had. 
I not have all of them. You've done a lot. <laughs> I know you've been are. around. <laughs> yes, um, I've been very lucky in that I've managed to do most genres of theatre actually through my career. So I've done West End. I've done Young Frankenstein and the Scottsboro Boys, which started at the Young Vic. Um, I think that's one of the all-time favourites. I've toured with Matthew Bourne's New Adventures. Um, I have done a couple of plays at the Hampstead Theatre over the years. Um, I was one. I loved doing Jekyll and Hyde, which was a brand new dance production by Drew McCorney, the McCorney Company. Um, I've known Drew for a long time, so I did some of his really early pieces as well. Um, I've also done one opera in Norway, um, which at least now I know I would never do again. Was it in Norwegian? Uh, it was in whatever... I suppose you can't even tell what language it's in most of the time. No. <laughs> it was <laughs> I think it was a really famous one. <laughs> right. It was, a t- it was a tough gig as well. It was a tough gig because they do stage management differently to us over there. So it was a bit of a weird one. Right. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've done a bit of... I've done a lot of stuff for Saddlers Wells as well. Quite often I'm the girl they come to at last minute jobs where I literally go in on tech day with a show and a company I've never met before and then run and call the show and stuff excellent um what would you say your favorite job was zorro obviously oh yes the tour I missed of out zorro <laughs> the tour of zorro <laughs> i did indeed miss out zorro um <laughs> but that is not my favorite job oh. um uh there are many really it's hard to say scottsboro boys was incredible because it's an incredible piece of theater and told a really important story um and we were lucky enough to do that twice. Um, I also absolutely loved the New Adventures tour of Carman. Um, I think that's one of Matt Bond's best pieces, um, in my humble opinion. I loved that one. Um, and I think I'm pretty happy now being at the Book of Mormon as well. Oh, that's a political answer. <laughs> I ever heard one. It's not, though. It's actually the truth. <laughs> oh, good, good. All right, now, before I ask my next question, let's, let's, let's veer off a little bit. You're the deputy stage manager. For those people who don't know, what would be the difference between a stage manager, a deputy stage manager, and an assistant stage manager? So, an assistant stage manager is where you would generally start your stage management career, and <coughs> that will involve being in the wing backstage. So, we normally, depending on the size of show, here at the Book of Mormon, we have two. So, we have one either side of the stage. They look after that wing. They make sure that everything is happening when it's supposed to. They look after the props um, and that side of things. So you quite often have ASMs who will specialise in props and then they look after that. And then we also have um, ASM book covers who are basically the deputy stage manager's understudy as such. So the deputy stage manager is the one that calls the show and that means that in a musical, for example, you will have the script and the score, and that prompt copy, as it's known, contains all of the cues. So it contains the lighting cues, the sound cues, if there's any, um, fly cues, automation cues. And it's the DSM's responsibility co- to coordinate the technical side of the show. So everybody, each department could just have a go themselves if they think that but the DSM is there to coordinate it. So if cues happen together, that they always call, they always happen at the same time. Um, and then moving on from that, you then have the stage manager, 
who is overall responsible for the rest of the stage management team and for what happens on stage. So if there's ever any technical problems or anything like that, the stage manager is the one who would call a show stop, would coordinate with all the departments on what we need to do to get the show up and running and things, so they manage that side of it. For me, they're all very, very different roles. Yeah. And I would, li I would like the job title essentially to change to show caller for me yes. because I don't want to be a stage manager. Oh, right, okay, that's fine. And yeah. the levels of responsibility are very similar in... Um, in how important the different responsibilities are yes. that the two jobs have, but they don't necessarily roll one into another. Yeah, because essentially, as a as a DSM, as a show caller, you you you're running the show. Hmm. When certainly when the show is running as it should do, you're running the show. Yeah, it's only when there's an issue when you stop when you have to stop that then the stage manager really comes into play. Yeah, and even then, that's it's teamwork to a degree because the stage manager will be taking care of the physical things that are happening on the stage and that need to be dealt with, whereas DSM, I will then be working out where we need to pick up from, I'll talk to the whoever's on the sound desk, I'll talk to the MD, and we work out where we're going to pick up from and how we do that, and then as a whole team, we then coordinate starting the show again. That's also, it's also a nice thing, it's nice to have somebody to, to on, so people can realise that you don't have to have an aspiration to be a stage manager you know, when you start in, you know, if you just want to go up to a certain point, yeah. you can go up to a certain point and that's fine. Yeah, and there's not that many of us around, I don't think, of a certain age um, <laughs> who are still show calling. But yeah. that's, you know, that is the job that I love. And, and that role is so completely different to stage manager and company manager yeah. that I've, you know, for me, it's not about moving up the ladder. Good. Um now, being um, being a female origin, and <laughs> female presenting, female presenting, and um, northern, have you ever had any issues in the industry of people holding you back, or you know anything like that? Only ever people taking the piss out of my accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's generally about as far as it goes. Um, I honestly don't feel like I have. I mean, maybe I have not been aware of it that yeah. I've not sort of noticed it but I think because stage management there is actually a lot of women in stage management I think yes. because of our natural organizational skills Fair and point. quite often our ability to do more than one thing at once also I find that approachability I think people certainly cast members are more likely to approach a female member of the stage management team than yeah. a male member of the stage management if they have an issue yeah, I think I think that's a, a fair point. I think there are so there are exceptions to the rule on of that. Course. I have to say, our company manager Dan Madsen is wonderful, and I think the company and the cast feel really comfortable talking to yeah. him about things. But yeah, I, there's definitely an element of um, the caring side of things um, that is possibly stronger in a lot of women, female presenting, than it is in men. Fair point. Very good. Good, good. Um, do you, uh, What would you say are the pros and cons of working in this industry? <laughs> oh, so many of both. <laughs> um, one of the cons is how often you can be out of work. Um, especially for me, I 
before coming here, really, I'd done an awful lot of short contracts, so three or four months at a time. So as soon as you start a job, you're thinking about the end of yeah. the job. Um, the pro of that is that you can also take a break when you want in between, and the variety is massive, as mm. you know my career has sort of shown. Um, wow. The joys of working. Uh, Noisy uh, front of house. It's yeah. always a front of house stuff. The joys of, of um, <laughs> recording in a, in a working theatre. I know. Um, and I think, cons-wise, it can be difficult if your social circle or the majority of your friends work outside the industry. Yeah. Um, because, obviously, we do most of the time opposite hours to everybody else. Um but the pros are that we then, a lot of the time, have our days to ourselves and we come in and do the show on a night and, Absolutely. and we go home. So it's it f- kind of feels like there is both sides to pretty much everything. Yes, it is a very theater. pro and con it's, industry. Yeah, and it's, you form, I mean, especially when you're on tour, um, the way you form families on tours is can be really special um, because you're all out in Stockport together with one Stop. pub to go to. I've been there. Yeah. Um, Billingham. <laughs> oh, Billingham Forum. Smells of chlorine. Um, but in the <laughs> West End... <laughs> it does. Smells of chlorine. It does. But in the West End, it tends to be a lot more where pe- where people settle because it is where you can have a bit more stability in your life in theatre. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, it's like showdown, caught on, everybody's out to get the train. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's an interesting one. I think, and I, with the touring side of it, especially, you meet people, and and then you'll you'll go away and do something else, and they'll do something else, and then, you know, five years later, you'll see them again, and, you know, it's it's like just seeing a uh, somebody you've not seen for a couple of days, and yeah, you know. I think yeah, f- bonds that you form can be incredibly strong, um, Espe- and I- especially on certain shows. Yeah. Because if it's the harder a show is to do, Zorro, the harder a show is, I think the more strong a bond that you form yeah. with people because yeah. you have to form that bond in order yeah, to do to the show. To get through your day-to-day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember when I when I sort of first started out, one of my first major tours was um, the Full Monty, which was brilliant, and we had so much fun. And at the end of that, I cried because I <laughs> was really worried that I was never going to see anybody again, and yeah. that period was... but. One of my best friends is from that job. Um, and then over the years, I discovered that the people that really matter are the ones that stick around. Yeah. So you can have a lovely time with the whole company, but those ones that you really need and are important in your life are the ones that will stick around. Yeah. And the others you say hi to when you right. see them in town. Yeah. And you've always got that. Do you remember when we did this? Oh, so many of those stories. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember so this? Many. Well, yeah, that, maybe that's a different <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> what would you say uh, for is a common misconception of anybody who's getting into the industry? What do you mean? A misconception of what what they getting in what they think the they're getting into, as opposed to what they're actually getting into. Ooh. Um, I think. One, a lot of people think, and to a degree it is, that theatre is a very open community. It's a very open industry and it's very comfortable with anyone and everything. Right. And I don't necessarily that's 
true completely. It is like any workplace. Yes. You know, there is, you get the difficult directors who think the way to get the best work out of people is to be mean yeah. or to break people shout. down, to build them up again and shout. And, um, and that people are accepting of everybody. And I think we are a lot more accepting than a lot of industries because of the creative, um, the creative manner of what we do. But it is like any other workplace in a lot of ways. We just get to put glitter on every day or yeah, something. It's fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't. It's hard, and I find that one quite tough because I've because of dancing from a youngster and stuff. I've just always been around it, so I don't really know what other people think it is. Right. Okay. That's fair that enough. Makes sense. No, absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. Um, uh, what uh, advice do you have to anybody who wants to get into this industry? Don't. <laughs> oh, <I'm joking. laughs> I was waiting I for someone yeah, to say that. Was I the first one to say oh, that? So far, yeah. Um, no, it's my advice, or some advice is, you have to love it. You do have to love it, because in the West End, the money is good. In a lot of the jobs, it isn't. And the different, the antisocial hours that we do, and um, the pressures that can be put on you sometimes. You have to, I think, you have to love theatre. Um, if you, if you're at college, and by the time you come into the end of college, you've not got a job lined up, and think, don't panic. These things happen. It's just going to take you. It can take time. It yeah. can take real time. But if you want it, it will be there in the end. But also, don't ever see yourself as a failure if you decide that it isn't for you because it isn't for everybody. No, absolutely not. And it can be a really tough life when you're waiting for that next job or you've spent a year working in a bar because nothing has come your way or you feel like you have to volunteer to get your name out there. Yeah. So it's don't ever consider yourself a failure just because you make the decision that there is a different or better life that you can lead outside of theatre. Also, I think also um, don't always aim for that long run show yeah like you like you've done go for the shorter ones you'll learn a lot more oh you'll God, you'll yeah. you know and you get your name out there more and that every you could do five or six short contracts you know and and or you could get on a long running show that six months later decides it's going to close yeah. so don't always turn it down just right. because it's not what you and think I always, it is. I do always say to people, if you get the opportunity to tour, tour. please tour. Definitely. It might not be for you, and you might do one, and that might, because they're being away from home, it might not be right. But you learn so much when you're on tour. Because yeah. when you're stuck in Billingham, and one of your lights breaks, or your props break... You don't have London or one of the big cities there to nip out and get something to fix yeah. and think. And you really have to learn how to figure things out for yourself and, yeah. and make the show and you happen don't, that or night. You don't have a, um, you don't have a, a, a higher company to go, this yeah. is broken, we're going to send it back, send us a new one. Yeah. You have to figure out how to fix yeah. things. Because they might make it, but in a couple of days' time or something. It's just, yeah. it's, and it, it can be so much fun. I mean, we've touched on stuff. The amount of stories I have from touring <laughs> yes. is ridiculous. And a lot of hap a lot of really happy memories. I reached a point where it was not for me anymore. But I would say to anybody, if you get the opportunity to tour, please go and do it. Lovely. Perfect thing to end on. 
Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you to Nikki for that. I enjoyed that one, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that one too. Very informative. Um, if you have an email for us, it's twatspod at hotmail.com. Facebook is Twats Podcast. Instagram, Twats Podcast. TikTok, Twats Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tell anyone who you think might want to listen to it, and anyone who you don't think might want to listen to it, but might change their mind. Um, continue downloads. Let's have some more good feedback. Send us some questions for the roundtable at the end of this series. And uh, yes, and uh, thank you for everyone for joining me. And I shall see you next week. Bye.